0: Hey guys, I'm Adam Fennig. And I'm Cody Cisco, And you're tuned into the talking shit. Uh, today, it is Tuesday, and uh, let's see, it's October 12th, and right now we're recording what, number four? That's correct. Yep. And uh, the last time we talked, <clears throat> we were in Illinois. Yep. Uh, we were doing that, Salford. Um, st10 install out there and we were going to do a follow-up to that after that we never recorded that on the way home um probably because we were so wore out that and we had some phone
1: calls to take care of and catching up to do and yeah it was yeah we were we were (laughs) we were awfully tired that's
0: yeah that that uh cody mentioned in that podcast there's a reason maybe we're salesmen and not service guys i think we figured it out out there yeah yep it didn't look at what we're doing today (laughs) it it didn't go too bad out there but it uh late nights early mornings trying to scramble back home but we got it done and uh everything's good to go but today finds us in a similar situation Mm -hmm. what are we up to today we are heading to the badger state yes uh wisconsin um i was I thought there for a while that cover crop install season was just about to come to an end. Um, And then we got a phone call from Tractor Central up in Wisconsin. Yep. Want to know if we'd put a cover crop seeder on a uh, John Deere 2660. And so here we are. Mm A lot of the shop guys are harvesting, so. Yep, so we. uh, I'm stuck with Cody today.
1: Yep, oh yeah, I see how you are. But, yeah, so we're heading to Badger State. Uh, We're just about to get into Indiana right now, heading up around Fort Wayne, and then it uh, has us cutting through Chicago and then uh, going up through Madison. And we'll just be be north and west of uh, Madison, probably about two hours. Yeah, Arcadia. Yeah, Arcadia, Wisconsin. And uh,
0: yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Cody looked up the weather. It's gonna be 66 degrees. So um, mountain cover crop cedars in October sure beats the heck out of doing it in June.
1: Yeah, better, yeah. So. You sit there sweating bullets out there doing it.
0: Yep. But uh, summer. Yeah, so we installed a cedar on a 2660 last year. It was a 30 footer. We did that out in Illinois. And we're gonna use similar brackets uh, to do so, so we feel like we've got a pretty good handle on it. Um, so it's about uh, seven o'clock right now. We left the shop probably six thirty. Um, I don't know. We're gonna get up there at probably three thirty-ish, depending on how many times Cody has to stop and pee. And uh, I don't know. We'll work. We'll work into the night tonight. Hopefully get most of it done tonight. Spend the night head down to Iowa.
1: Yep, heading to Iowa. We got to pick up an NTB bar that we traded
0: in. Yep, a um, Heggy front fold yep. nitrogen bar. Yep. So we we brought the big trailer. Yep. So drop down into Iowa, grab the NTB on the Iowa Illinois line. Yep. And then head her back east. Yep. And everything goes as planned. We get home Wednesday after Wednesday afternoon. That would be awesome. Hopefully, like four o'clock when we're going home early. That'd be great. Yeah. I doubt it. I, I doubt it too, but we'll see. But yeah, um, you know, a lot of people ask us how far we reach out and how far we sell things to. Well, this particular dealer, they had never really dealt with the Valmar line much, and he just called us and wanted us to install the cedar. And, uh, you know, his customer wanted it done. He's seen our videos on YouTube, but the cu- the dealer just didn't have much um, experience. Yeah, much experience. So instead of, you know, kind of button heads and competing, you know, we just teamed up and said, hey, well, why don't we just come up there and install it? We'll help you out. We'll help the customer out. We'll calibrate it. We'll act more as a team, and uh, we got it done. So, yeah. We're gonna head up there, and we're seeing that more and more out of dealers because, you know, he doesn't he doesn't sell enough to stock them. Uh, you know, we stock twenty to forty of them all the time. Mm-hmm. We have the brackets, Yep. and uh, yeah, it, it's something that works out well, and I'm excited. It's a new dealer we've never dealt with. Seems like a really good guy and a really good uh, place. So we're gonna see what we get into. <coughs> Sorry
1: uh yeah it hopefully we'll uh we'll get up there and get her knocked out uh it is a little different being a john Deere or tillage tool especially one of those new ones uh it's uh 35 feet correct
0: 33 foot 10
1: inch 33 foot 10 inch yeah so yeah it that'll be a little different uh you know typically we mount them on the salfords and the krauses and uh some landalls but like you said it'd be our second john deere vertical tillage tool that we mounted one on so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting but you know that's what comes with it so
0: yeah and um you know here lately a lot of what we've been doing is uh kind of troubleshooting doing a lot of dry rate controllers getting these customers up and running um boy i can tell you there have been a lot of cover crops seeded in the last two weeks because uh my phone's been blowing up just just troubleshooting nothing major troubleshooting these guys walking them through the rate controllers you know that's you know it's just like the planning monitors and stuff when they only use them maybe three four times a year um it doesn't always stick so i always i tell the guys just call don't struggle with it and so you know whether or not they're struggling to get gps speed or the rollers aren't spinning Mm -hmm. um We've been troubleshooting them. We've done some installs here lately. Just yesterday, Cody and I were uh, up doing some installs.
1: Yeah, we were, uh, basically we installed a rake, con- well, I guess you and Devin installed a rake controller and that, and we just finished it up yesterday. Uh, basically uh, mounted a Touch 800 and then put a uh, Mueller Mueller, dry, Mueller rate. dry rate controller on there. And That was uh, a
0: Montag
1: yeah box. on a montag box for uh, dry fertilizer so yeah i mean it and we were working on an st6 yesterday too kind of the same deal um yep. hopefully uh kyle and brent can get that knocked out today
0: yeah so the the montag guy um interesting interesting place uh real nice guy i'd i'd go back there 10 times mm-hmm. but uh he had his Montag cart hooked to an inline ripper and I've had so many guys ask me if you can do that and I mean, you certainly can Um, but what he found through tissue testing was that throughout the season he, as he would tissue test as the season went on he would be deficient on certain nutrients I think he said mainly it was P and K and So what his theory was is as the roots went down deep to search for water, they were losing sight of nutrients that were maybe in the top four inches. So his idea was to go deep with some nutrients. So when those roots go deep, he's got nutrients sitting there for him. And so he's doing an inline ripper pass. And uh, I thought that was real interesting. It's neat how he was able to find that. He tissue tested, I think he said once a week uh, and found that as as the season went on, he would really be short of those. So yeah. that was his theory. He's mm-hmm. testing it now. Uh, but another interesting thing that he did was the relay cropping. It's not necessarily a new thing. We've all kind of heard of it and seen it. But the way he did it is the largest scale that I've ever seen it. Um, I think he took like 60 acres and did eight rows of corn and then the same with the beans and he did his outside two rows of corn in a higher population and uh, he's finding, and well we pretty much know that sunlight is going to increase yield, but he's finding of course that those outside two rows are yielding quite a bit and the beans are not getting hurt in the center, so it's an interesting tactic, of course it takes management, but those are the things we run into out on installs.
1: Yeah, it it was kind of, I know you were telling me about it, and I'm like, really? I was like, I've never, I mean, I've I've heard of, you know, that, but I've never actually, like, seen it at that big of a scale and seen it at that big of a scale. Obviously, you know, he, he might be on to something.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that have tried it and played with it, um, but, and there's a lot of toying around, like, increasing planting population on the outside two rows. Um, You know, he said next year, see, he planted all with one planter this year. Next year he wants to do two different planters so he can plant his beans early and then come in and plant his corn, and then he's doing enlist beans and enlist corn to keep his chemical program the same. Um, I don't know. I I think there's a lot, a lot potentially to that. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, here in, in Ohio, uh, western Ohio, things are really getting underway. Last night on our way home, we saw a lot of guys harvesting. Yep. And there was plenty of it going on out east yesterday. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were guys cutting beans, uh, shelling corn. You know, basically the sky was the limit there. I mean. A lot uh, of tillage
0: being done.
1: Yeah, a lot of tillage being done. In we LA. saw we saw another uh fertilizer cart being pulled on our way home there close to Canton um, I know I I talked to uh, Ryan and uh, and grandpa there at the farm and they said that the uh, bean field back there behind the house ran 85 yeah on beans so
0: that was that was really good so. yeah yep there's there's some strong stuff out there to be had um, and those were 30 inch beans too yeah yeah which we planted those into rye yep um yeah into like four foot rye yeah which that that program works i mean um planting green i mean that's a whole other podcast but man i i really like uh planting the cover crops in the fall Mm -hmm. watching that rye grow planting into it green you don't even know if you have a crop a bean crop for about a month until that stuff starts to die off we kill it after we plant and, boy, them beans just scream up through there. The rye falls down, suppresses the weeds. And we easily kept the weeds under control on 30-inch beans doing oh, yeah. that program. I I think it worked well. Mm-hmm. But um, that's a whole other podcast. Yep. But um, for us lately in the shop, um, you know, it's funny. We slow down a little bit when combines start rolling. Yeah, yeah, and... <laughs> I know you said it on the way home. Thank God that we
1: don't have to work on combines and...
0: Well, I mean, tires. I I have a lot of respect for the technicians that do that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's a real time-sensitive deal. Mm. Typically, in what we're doing, if, if something goes down, we typically have a little bit of time. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, depending on what it is, you know, we usually work in a tighter window world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a combine goes down... Man, I don't care what time of day it is. Um, a phone call is going to be had, and and a tech needs to be out there yep. now. Um, so I, that's uh, I have a ton of respect for the the combine technicians that are out running around doing that. But yeah. it's it, it's amazing. It we do get a breath of fresh air here when the combines run, mm-hmm. but that just means that our time's coming.
1: Oh yeah, we're. <laughs> Oh, we're about to get sucked in the teeth here come the next few months. I mean it, it's gonna be It's gonna be cutthroat. That's for sure. I mean we're gonna be running around like chickens with our heads cut off around there. I mean <clears throat> it, It'll be it'll be nuts not only on you know guys are Thinking about fall application for anhydrous and stuff and you know, I know you You've had a couple of guys couple of guys, uh, well, you sold two of them, right? Sold two Magnum bars.
0: Yeah, I was going to allude into um, that topic and elaborate on it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've been busy in the shop, and um, things are selling. Fall tillage demos are going well if it would stop raining. But, you know, these fertilizer prices, we we touched on on the last Mm podcast— That's something I don't really have a a handle on on what's going to happen. And my main question was the Enduroplast fertilizer tanks. Are we going to sell a ton of them? Or are we going to sell hardly any? I don't think there will be much middle ground. Uh, I don't know.
1: Uh, Well, I don't know. I mean, like... I mean, Kevin sold eight there last week. I mean, I sold... I had a guy order two of them yesterday. I sold two Saturday. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's... I think maybe, like, your smaller stuff probably isn't going to go, but your guys that are bar, buying in large bulks like that, I I think you're going to have... I, I, I think that's going to be weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, year, year to date, there's no doubt we've sold more so far than what we had yeah. last year at this time. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know the real story in my opinion on the fertilizer prices and, and everything has a cause and effect and, and you see you know fertilizer prices climb and that's been evident now for for a, a month or, or longer yeah. um, but you, what you don't always see is the effects of it. So you know are we going to sell liquid fertilizer applicators? Is everyone going to plant beans and, and how's this all going to play out? Well, a story that kind of played out, in a hurry for us starting last week was the anhydrous guys Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, from what
1: we've heard from guys that they are uh, sitting here telling us that it's kind of just been penciling out to where anhydrous is going to work out well for them this year just because uh, their input costs will be a lot cheaper and uh, with that input cost you're almost paying for your bar so that was this guy's situation you know obviously depending on how big your operation is going to be you might not pay for the bar right away but you know but that's that's kind of the way that he was looking at
0: it and uh yeah Yeah, i mean last week we've got a couple yetter magnum anhydrous bars listed on tractor house and last week i i there's no way i had less than 10 calls on on those bars we yeah. we sold the one i had a guy in, uh i think he was in kansas calling on it mm-hmm. um you know he he needed to think about it for a couple of days and then all of a sudden at noon last thursday a guy from indiana called and uh he he was interested in that toolbar and i i said well you know i do have a guy in kansas interested so not rushing you but if you're thinking of buying it you're gonna have to act quick yeah he drove. He was at our shop within three hours, and he bought it that day. Yep. And I thought, man, that you know that was that this anhydrous stuff's getting a little crazy. Well, then the Kansas guy calls, wanted to buy that bar. It had sold. Yep. I did have another option for him, and he bought that option. Yep. And now Cody's pricing another Magnum bar that we have to two different guys. to two different guys. I yep. mean, the the anhydrous deal just took off, and, and if you would have asked me at any time within the last 12 months, I would have told you that anhydrous was on the downhill side for us anyways. Yeah. We've sold how many liquid bars? Yeah,
1: I mean, with the amount of liquid bars that we've sold, I mean, I would have thought that, you know, this anhydrous game was kind of just falling out, but guys are starting to pencil it, and it's, it's coming out right, and, you know, really for anhydrous, all you need is the bar, because your uh, local co-op supplies the tank. So most gotta, of them. Most no. of them do. Yeah.
0: Some of yeah. them are, are not doing anhydrous anymore which is part of the reason why we're selling some liquids. Right. But yeah if you can get your hands on the anhydrous tanks, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it,
1: it's just penciling out for guys that have the co-ops that are letting them use the, use the tanks to haul them. It, it, it's just really penciling out for them to do it this way. And uh a lot of these guys that uh, you know we're selling them to—they're all doing uh, fall application, obviously. But you know, with those magnet bars, you're also able to do side dress application as well. So there's an advantage to both of those.
0: Yeah, and um, I'm wondering if dry fertilizer is going to do the same. Uh, yeah. You know, we were up there and we talked to Seth yesterday, and he kind of talk like he thought it would. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're sitting on a pile of BBI spreaders right now, too, that you know, those things could all of a sudden just fire off and Yeah, those things could just magically disappear, like, real quick. Yeah, sell a half a dozen of them in in a week, but I don't know, the whole fertilizer game's going to be interesting. Everyone has their own theory on how it's going to play out, but it, uh, it certainly kind of takes a bite out of the out of the you know, so uh, you know, five dollar corn that yeah. that you're selling. So yeah. I and don't dude, know. I, and I mean, realistically, it, it's it's
1: about like we're playing craps at the Hard Rock right now. You know, whoever rolls that seven is going to be the
0: winner on top. And Managing risk. Yeah, yeah,
1: manage. Yeah,
0: exactly. But the. Uh, you know, yesterday we drove all the way up dang near to Cleveland, um, and uh, we saw a ton of wheat planted. Yeah. Holy There's smokes. a bunch of wheat out there. And it looks good. Yep. There is wheat yeah, everywhere. Yeah, really good. But, uh, yeah, yesterday when we were working, we, uh, for those of you who tune in a lot, you may know that we have a second location. That location's on 224 up in Nova, yep. Ohio. Um, So if you take, like, 30 across, uh, you'll get to, like, Bucyrus, and you'll head north and east yet another 40 minutes or so. Is it, like, 98? Is Uh, that what that was? Well, we were on 98. Yeah. But it's on 224, just east of 250. I I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's what used to be the old Nova General store. Yep. And Cody and I were there yesterday for our first time, and holy cow, that place is nice. Yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. I think I'm going to move to Nova and work out of that location. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's
1: it's awfully nice, that's for sure.
0: Yep, Seth and Tammy are doing a good job up there. Jake, he's he's doing an awesome job out seeing customers and taking care of them. Yep. But we're starting to get inventory up there. Our parts inventory is great. Um, if you're in the northeast Ohio region, I urge you to, to drive by there and stop in talk with Seth and Tammy. They've got great knowledge of product and uh, yeah, I just wanted to put that little plug in there because I was impressed. Uh, We'll have to sit down with Seth and Tammy and get their whole story someday in a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And I I tell you what, I mean,
1: they had twisters up to the, up to the ceiling. They had enduroplast Duraplast sprayers up there. They had, they had about almost everything that we have. So it, it, they're definitely not going to be—they're uh, <laughs> not going to be hurting for inventory either. So that's—that's that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. So a lot of what we preach, you know, uh, keeping inventory going, and uh, you know, keeping this product in, in front of the customers. <laughs> so, but you know, as we creep into the fall even further, I mean. Cody, how do you think we're going to end up here in the next 60 days on inventory? Uh, I mean, is we, we going to survive this winter and spring? I hope so. <laughs> um,
1: I would say that the only thing that, you know, based on this last week, week and a half, that uh, we've seen out of the anhydrous game, uh, that kind of scares me
0: a little bit. Uh, yeah, we've for, already uh, got toolbar sake and uh, Magnum sake. Yeah, we probably have sixty Magnums on sitting on the lot right now. Right. I don't know how many we have ordered.
1: Yeah, I yeah that
0: that's the only thing that
1: scares me right now. Um, I know we got strip fresheners coming in, so that, that, that I'm not worried about that. Um, I know we got boats and boats of row cleaners, um, twisters. We got a boatload of twisters. Uh, our Endura Plast Sprayer inventory is huge.
0: Electronics and controllers I feel pretty good on too. Yeah. You know, yeah. Raven 450s, ISO Ravens, um, Raven 660s, <coughs> Microtrack controllers, yep. John Deere Liquid, John Deere Dry. Yep. Um, cables from Ag Express. I feel like we're loaded up pretty decent on most of that stuff. Yep. Yeah, we're going to be getting into this planer game
1: here real soon, and we need to make sure that we're all stocked up on electric motors and centrifugal pumps, all that, all of that stuff. And I think we got a pretty good handle on that right now. But I agree. You know, we we get a couple of (laughs) couple of big planer jobs in there, we might not be sitting as pretty as what we think we are. Correct. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the that's the biggest key right now for us is making sure that we. We're able to get stuff and you know we luckily enough uh a lot of our suppliers are are on top of their game as well
0: yeah i feel pretty decent um you know the big thing right now that we need to happen is we need the weather to cooperate here a little bit yeah indiana most of the state got pretty well hammered hammered yesterday yesterday with rain and we have a lot of demos lined up um, the 5200 Enforcer, the 1200, yep. and uh, uh, time the clock's starting to tick there on some demos. Those demos are pretty crucial for pricing tools even into the spring, yep. so we need that to happen, but um, overall, I feel good. Uh, we did a YouTube video last week on the first Salford C-Shank field cultivator that we've ever built. Yeah, um, that thing
1: looks promising. I yeah, like that
0: thing. Yeah, that, that thing's sweet. Uh, For those of you guys who haven't seen it, you'll have to go to our YouTube channel and check out that tool. And, of course, it's sitting on our cold water lot now. I think it's going to get moved up to Nova. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're on our first hour of this eight-hour leg journey up here in Wisconsin and thought we would record a a quick podcast here. I can tell that it's creeping up on 8 o'clock here slowly because my phone's starting to ring here a little bit yep but yep uh, it'll be it'll be phone calls until about 4
1: o'clock and it'll be like alright time to set the phone down time to install a cedar. so hopefully yeah. we
0: can get that knocked out tonight and we'll be heading to Iowa in the morning. I hope so we've got uh, oh I don't know maybe uh 20 hours of driving probably yeah. over the next I don't know couple days I guess so We'll keep you guys in tune. There'll be YouTube videos and stuff. Um, If you don't already, subscribe to our email uh, newsletter. We send that out every Friday morning. Uh, If you haven't subscribed, go to our uh, website, fennegeequipment.com, scroll all the way to the bottom, and there's a place to type in your email address, and you will automatically be subscribed. You'll get an email in your inbox every Friday morning at 6 a.m. Uh, with new YouTube videos, highlights from the shop, and what we're doing out on the road, so you can keep up with Veneg Equipment.
1: Yeah. Yep. And uh, like like we said, if you ever need anything from us, uh, don't hesitate to call us. Um, Especially now, we got eight hours of driving. Yeah. Yeah. Our our phones are open. Give us a buzz. <laughs>
0: so. so. Well, that's podcast number four. The uh, beginning of the Wisconsin trip. We're excited now and, and, and happy, full of anticipation. Hopefully it's the same way on the podcast home. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in.